Okay, we're at 54 minutes. So now we're gonna reverse gears and what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk really quick and this is gonna go at the beginning of the show. We're going to talk to people who are listening to this for the first time. They've never heard Design Chat before. They never saw any of the old shows. Aaron, what are they listening to? Dude, um, brainstorming on how to... Brainstorming about what the size is going to be. I don't know, dude. You put me on the spot there. (laughs) Andrew, let's go with Andrew first. would just say brainstorming i mean i think it's just it's just brainstorming of what the site's gonna be and trying to meet um the user's demand or what we think they would like okay okay andrew your thoughts on an intro yeah what for someone who's never heard the show before what are the three of us talking about during this show this specific show or design chat in general right now oh um <laughs> you can do this andrew you can do this man. um i guess what we're talking about right now is brand building um content creation um limit pushing mm-hmm. um Envelope defining. I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> now you're bunch just of nouns and adjectives. Yeah, you're just combining <laughs> random crap. Okay, so so here's what I would say. So the first two ne- were great, though. The first yeah, two were great. Yeah, I'm like, Spawn, yes. To someone who's never heard this before, uh, Design Chat has existed since 2009, and it uh, has started as a hashtag chat on Twitter and evolved to be a, a video discussion uh, between designers, and anyone could log in and watch the chat and comment on it and ask questions. And we would invite some of the most interesting people in the design world. Some examples include Jason Freed of formerly 37 Signals, now is uh, called companies called Basecamp. We had Milton Glazer, uh, the now 82 year old designer who, who became famous back in the seventies for designing the I Heart New York logo, did amazing poster for Dylan. A lot of people know still practicing design today, um, and still doing amazing work. Um, Debbie Millman, the absolute queen of design podcasting and, and, and higher level design discussion on the internet. Um, the list is expansive. There were over a hundred shows. So right now what's going on is it is August, 2015 in February of 2016, we're going to resume those live shows again. Um, the show was put on hiatus and right now we're talking about ways that we can improve the website, ways that we can improve the show. How can we further involve community on, on a fully inclusive level? And so we're putting our heads together and just kicking around ideas. We're going to try to do this weekly until the live launch in February of 2016. And, you know, we're going to be including. And so I was talking today to some friends about the idea of just including fans who have listened to the show before right? People, um, who were invested and were heavy commenters, you know, people who tuned in every single Mm -hmm. week, they're going to be invested in what the future of the show is, right? So hopefully we're going to be reaching out to some of those people having these sorts of panel discussions as we build up. Uh, it's going to remain audio only all the way until February, and then we'll resume the video part of it. Um, the, uh, the video podcast, really, it's not going to be put on iTunes anymore. That's probably going to just going to be YouTube audio obviously is going to continue on iTunes. Um, and, and we're looking to expand the website. What can we do to, to bring everybody in and have more content there? So if you guys are listening to this, here's our promotion part, go to iTunes, subscribe to design chat on iTunes. There is a YouTube channel. Go, it's called uh, youtube.com slash design chat podcast. You can subscribe there too. When anything new is, is uploaded, you'll see it first, but there is a host of a hundred or so shows of past shows with amazing designers, amazing content. Um, and you can also see the conversation that was going on during the live show there also. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Um, and here's the rest of the show. Okay. Bye. 
I took some notes and we had some other things to talk about. Uh, Andrew had emailed me after our show last week. Um, so let me go down the list real quick of subjects I'd like to discuss. That's very impressive that you're prepared there. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Very cool. It's not too impressive because uh, the way I did this was as I was driving on the way home, I opened my notes app and I hit the, the dictation button. And while I'm driving at 80 miles an hour, I was trying to talk to this thing. And it looks really dumb because I thought if I hit, if I said the word return, it would go to another line. I also thought if I spoke <laughs> like n- numbers, like one parentheses, like it would start making a list for me. And apparently it doesn't do that. So I got this gobbledygook of a paragraph that I'm trying to read now and reading and talking at the same time is just not one of my skill sets. Oh man. It's well, it's the same with Siri. Like I I never know how to tell Siri certain things that I want her to interpret certain ways. And she probably wouldn't anyway. Right. So I don't even try. You just give up. The machines don't know. They will. They will eventually. Okay. Um, So the first subject was the idea that came up about asking friends to like when uh, a subject matter comes up that they want to talk to somebody about, you know, concerning design that they we ask them to just grab their phone hit the record button and have a conversation and they can submit it. Um, and, and the thing is, here's, here's how I think we handle this. You guys tell me if you have another idea, there will be a page where every single one that gets submitted will go right. And for the ones that we think are interesting or cool, or, you know, maybe have a high profile person who decided to do it, we can pick and choose and release some of those in the podcast channel. Do you guys get what the difference, what I'm saying here? No, go ahead. Can you elaborate a little bit more? So, so we get the recording, right? And everybody who submits a recording, we post it on the website and there will be a dedicated page to all of these conversations, right? So when somebody's interested in hearing any of them, they can just go down the list on this page and hit play, hit play, hit play. Maybe there's a playlist um, feature that we figure out and embed a playlist, YouTube or whatever, however it is, there's one page that holds all of them. Right. But if we get if we get one, but we don't. So we don't want to subject our main podcast feed to everyone's random conversation. Um, But the ones that obviously have a high profile person or the subject matter is really interesting. The conversation goes into a good place. We can actually, you know, put that through as a podcast episode. I like that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Do you guys have any spins on that or different different takes? Well, when I was talking to you earlier today, um, when I was listening to you guys, your their first one, your discussion before Ryan and I talked, um, I thought the idea would be that pretty much any time. I mean, I mean, Ryan, you're doing design all day, right? I mean, you're. Yep. I don't know how often you are interacting with other people around you, but. Um, I thought that anytime you had a situation where either you find yourself already discussing something or, or you have an idea or a topic that you're thinking like, I need to talk about this with somebody, you know, like, and it's design related that you would just, you know, think about that topic and who would be a good person to talk with it about. And then just, you know, off the cuff, get, uh, you know, get your phone or whatever you're going to use to record it and just do it real quick, you know, mm-hmm. you know down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would essentially be you that would be doing it. So it's, it's always content that can be used. Right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's not a bad idea either. Um, cause I mean, 
any one of us we're we're doing this all i mean this is the point of doing the show is to these topics that come up that you know other people are experiencing similar problems trials and tribulations that you are um and they're going to find these discussions interesting hopefully yeah they will if they know what's good for i don't know (laughs) exactly they will like it. <laughs> You're going to listen. You're going to listen with your ears now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and it doesn't even have to be perfect audio quality. Like, I mean, honestly, if you sit, if you get in a quiet enough room and record on your phone, it's not that bad. It's not studio quality, obviously, but, you know. I think, I think it's worth putting it out there, you know, for us to do it and to ask friends to do it or even fans of the show. Cause uh, you know, a lot of them are talented designers too, you know? So, I mean, we need mm-hmm. to, that's, it's, it's another method of inclusion in this idea. If we're calling it design chat, it's not just about me, obviously. And I try to stress that as much as possible. Um, and it's not just about the people that I'm interested in getting on the show. I really want this to be, uh, a fully inclusive uh, place for design discussion. Um, I think I think you're right that the the lo-fi aspect, or I should say, the non very high-fi aspect of the audio, kind of works with what Design Chat's all about. It's not really about the audio quality, or even the show quality, or the website quality, or whatever. It's it's about, it, it, I think that lends itself to showing that Design Chat is really about the discussion. The fact that we're not really super concerned with the polished aspect of the audio quality. So again, I agree that it, it opens it up to you being able to just use whatever you've got at your disposal at any time to record anything. And that, that also would, would extend to audience members that want to participate as well. So I think that does make it more inclusive. Uh, it certainly unties our hands a bit, you know, as far as content creation. So, I mean, of course, I think it's a good idea. Aaron, I, I totally like surprised you the first time we did this and I didn't even warn you. You just walked in the room. I made you and I'm like, that's recording. Just so you know. Um, yeah. and, and, and when people listen to this, this conversation right now isn't just for us. People are hopefully going to be listening to this also. So Aaron, my question to you is, you know, you, you would, you, you had told me you had never done that before. Just talk a little bit about like, did you, you were obviously pretty comfortable with just jumping in the conversation. How do you think other people who have recorded a conversation to be published before how do you think they're going to react to that or feel about it dude i think they would feel the same as i did it's a little bit intimidating at least for me at the beginning because i kept thinking well the rest of the world is gonna hear this and it's one of those things that you wonder (laughs) if it's in the internet it's gonna stay there forever Right. So you're almost (laughs) right. So you're almost trying to make a good impression and trying to be as natural as possible. But it's a little bit of a of a scary thought to think, Okay, hopefully what I say come out right, because there's no delete here. You're basically it's unfiltered. You talk, you say whatever you think. And that's exciting. But at the same time, it's a little nerve uh, nerve wracking. But I think it's a cool format. I think people will welcome it. I think people will be enthused to be heard. And as a plus, I mean, why not, you know, create a community with it? So I think to answer your question, I think they would feel excited but nervous, just like I did. Um, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a while, right? How did you guys feel at the beginning? Well, that's the note I wanted to make about it is the the fear and anticipation and worry that and anxiety that happens about exactly what you were saying about not saying the right thing all of that happens um mostly before you do it 
you know, it's like, it's like walking up to the ledge before you jump. That's, that's where it happens. But once you decide to jump and you get in the conversation, then your natural instinct about your professional subject matter takes over, right? Because once you're talking to somebody about something and you're connecting with them, it becomes a fluid conversation, right? And so people, that's something people will have to deal with the idea. But if they're, if they're passionate enough about wanting to become part of the community and share their experiences, it won't be a hard leap. And, and especially like recording on a phone is not intimidating. We're not asking them to go find a microphone, do it this way here, have your settings at the, these microhertz or whatever. It's dude, just have a conversation, have a conversation with somebody on your phone. That's it. True. Yeah, and I think in our careers, right, or in what we do, we meet fascinating people daily, right? Yeah. Uh, people that we just hope everybody else could listen to or know a little bit about. So, yeah, I mean, that would give them a window to express themselves and see what you see on a daily basis. So, yeah, it's a cool and exciting opportunity for everybody. Um... So any, any parting thoughts on, on, uh, I mean, we got to come up with a name for what we're going to call the segment. We'll, we'll pitch it on the show, you know, we'll, we'll, on the first handful of shows or whatever. Um, you know, we'll, so we'll do it verbally and we'll make us, we'll make a landing page for it. Um, and maybe we do this, maybe we make a specific, um, MailChimp list so people can sign up to be part of this, you know, and then we mail out sort of tips and tricks and advice and encouragement on how to do it. Any other thoughts? That makes sense to me. Yeah. I think that's a wise move. Um, so the next subject I want to talk about is, um, something. So like I said, on the last couple shows, I'm trying to study as many different podcasts and, and marketing techniques as I can. And I'm copying the best practices because when something works, it works. You should just do it. And one thing I always struggled with a little bit, um, is how to end the show, right? How, how to wrap it up and put a bow on it. Um, and, and also it was part of the editing process and I just did it to myself again this last week. Andrew and I recorded a show on Wednesday night and almost, you know, 20 minutes after finishing, I had his file. I, I got it in the editing program. I added in the intro music and then I stopped because in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to do this other editing and I'm going to, I'm going to record an intro. And I was really tired. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And the next day I'm like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And something happened. And then I got all the way from Wednesday because I promised at the end I was going to record it and release it on Saturday. But then family stuff happens. Weekend stuff happens. Uh, we're not in the house. It's not quiet. I, I have other responsibilities. And then it got pushed all the way until today, Wednesday morning, where I was like, you know what? Let me take 10 minutes. Look at it. <laughs> all I ended up doing was... I'm, I'm, I nudged a couple things. I moved some timing. I put some music at the end and I, I hit export and then it took another maybe 10 minutes to get it uploaded to SoundCloud. Like literally I could have finished it Wednesday night and been done with it. But I have this fear in my head of, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to record this or I'm sorry, edit this like, and put the final touches on it. And what I'm thinking is, at the beginning of this, I said, we need to find a way to end the show. And something that the Nerdist does, Chris Hardwick, he goes, you know, he wraps up the conversation. You can tell he goes, oh, and sometimes he'll st say something like, as we're starting to wrap this up, I, and then he asks one more question and then their conversation comes to an end very naturally. And then he'll just or if like the guest says something really, really cool and there's no topping the coolness of the thing that the guest just said, he'll just say, enjoy your burrito, everyone. 
right? And that's their end game, <laughs> right? And he says it at the end of every show and there's a meaning behind it to them. And then, so the, the recording ends and then he's got a little zinger where he had somebody pre-record, enjoy your burrito. And then it plays a little bit of, and then it ends, right? And there's just a bow on it and you don't have to think about it. Like literally in the editing process, your audio ends, you add the zinger, you export and that is it. So yeah. uh, what I'm saying is I want, uh, enjoy your burrito. I want, you know, something that's re- relevant to, to what we're doing without totally copying. We're obviously not going to say that. Um, it would be Just the easy- change food. <laughs> what, enjoy what, your taco you everyone. Like instead of burrito. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Enjoy your taco. <laughs> so I see that you're staying the Mexican cuisine, huh? Have you heard? Have you heard no, his kidding. explanation for why he doesn't? Uh, no, I, I think I heard it once, but I don't recall it. So for them, it's about um, being in, learning how to be in the moment and enjoy what you what you have in front of you, which is a difficult skill because everybody's always looking to the next thing or oh, I, my life should be better than where I'm at. Um, and and happiness, uh, you know, is going to be achieved if you can just look at look at the people in front of you, look at look at the thing you're doing that's right in front of you, pay attention to it, be a part of it, and just enjoy your fucking burrito, man. Just you've got a burrito, just eat your burrito and be happy about it. <laughs> it's genius. So the design chat version of that, you know, if we're talking about design community and sharing and being open and being honest and using it as a method to both share our experiences and learn, learn from other people's experiences. What, what do you think are some good sort of zingers and some, you know, put a bow on it kind of phrases. I think you can, you might want to look, I, I do, I do think that the show needs bookends. I mean, every podcast that I've ever listened to, there's, there's always a, a, a structured intro and a structured outro. And they're usually the same every time. Um, at least and the ones that comedians do typically do as well. I mean, but they're, that's very ego. I mean, the, the comedian podcasts are very egocentric. Um, it's all about the comedian, right? Um, and, and their material. I mean, I don't know. That's just from the experience I have. But I do think it, it would benefit the podcast to have those bookends that are structured just to know, I mean, just to make it easier for you to edit for one, but also to know when things are starting and stopping. And I, I would look back at the old ones and see if there's any gems of outros um, because you've, you've done this a bunch of times already, right? So maybe there's something that already exists out there. There's like a little line or two lines that really sums things up for design chat and would be useful for, you know, every episode you could just spit out a couple lines, you know, have, have the music fade up, you know, and you say your two or three lines and boom, it's done every time. Mm-hmm. Any phrases pop, pop to your mind, Aaron? You know, I'm thinking about it as you guys were saying that. You know, not at this moment, but I think he made a good point. It's exactly, there's already something that you probably said or something that you say often. Um, like, really captures what the show is about. So, nothing comes into mind, but I think you made a great point. Can you guys Sorry, do guys. me a favor this week then? And um, before we record next week's show, try to listen to a couple old ones. And, uh, you know, because, you know, if we split it up and we're all, you know, kind of listening to some random ones, that'll kind of help split up the load there uh, and try to find find the right thing. Because I think maybe from my perspective, it's hard to hear myself and, and judge it. I want to hear, hear your guys' opinion about what was sure. something yeah. that was, you know, tying it up nicely. Yeah, cut it. Um, okay. The next one is what uh, an idea uh, Andrew had emailed me, um, and I'm bringing it up right now. Uh, some ideas after our last chat, and one of them was that the homepage becomes a live design discussion. So, what, Andrew? Why don't you sort of, sort of expand on that? 
So right now the website serves as pretty much a blog about the podcasts. It's just a way to track the podcast essentially and to get people to subscribe and to get onto the email, uh, tell them what the next episode is, um, our social networks, etc. I mean, it's pretty typical, but I'm thinking if we want to, uh, this would be a good way to engage the audience and to build another, another content creation source. Um, the homepage would essentially be uh, a design critique, a place to just drop in and look at design, look at a piece of design and chat about it. I mean, I think right now the, the whole design chat model is very much podcast. It's, it's discussing audio discussions between two people or more about design. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if we extended the definition of design chat to include actual, you know, like, you know, web chat, that there would be a chat module on the homepage where you just come in and you can just type essentially. And you can just talk about, I guess we would have to maybe control a little bit just so people aren't you know trolling a lot. But my idea was just pull a random image from Behance, you know, or some other design centric source where they have like some kind of API where I can pull an image from. And, you know, like every hour it just throws up a new image and whoever's there can just talk about that image, look at it, talk about it, discuss pros, cons about it, you know, just shtick. And I'm thinking, I was thinking more about it today. If we get people actually, if you want to discuss in in this little chat thing that you'd have to kind of log in, sign up and log in, provide a name and an email. Um, And if we get some people that come back often that are really good and have a good voice and are talking some good stuff, we could maybe hit them up for, you know, other more content creation for other sections of design chat. Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of be like a harvesting situation for, for content creators. So my first there, there's a handful of thoughts I have that that's interesting that you bring it up because in our first iteration of the site, we kind of had that in that there was that feed on the side of the page that brought in any tweet that had the hashtag. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was very active when we had shows or if somebody retweeted something during the week um, on the homepage or any page, I believe we had the um, and it would I believe it was always moving like it just sort of animated and looked like a flowing chat all the time. It was a live feed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pulling in it was looking at Twitter and it was pulling in anyone who used the hashtag design chat. And I believe it rotated after a while. Like if it, if it exhausted its most recent tweets, it would just loop back to the beginning and just keep like every five seconds. It would just show a new tweet. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like the most recent 20 or whatever. That's pretty cool. Um, now, now my hesitations, I've got a couple of hesitations about this because so what, one of the goals I think of the relaunch and that we've been talking about is finding a way to add more content to the site. And, and it's Andrew, you bring up a good point in that right now it's very stereotypical of just hosting one blog post for every single show that happens. And that's not a whole lot of content. That's if we're on our game, right? It's one post a week. That's not nearly enough to keep people coming back and and refreshing the site. So that's why I'm on a mission to find ways to make more content for the site. If we if we achieve that goal, then the homepage won't feel as boring and there's reasons to come back. Um, The volume would have to be much higher than it is. So that's my first thought about that. The second thought is that if we have a case in which we are encouraging anyone and everyone to come to the homepage and chime in on something, we put ourselves at risk as becoming sort of the, because it will, in many cases, it will resort to the lowest common denominator of, mm-hmm. of design discussion. And, and I'm not sure if I want that on the front page of the site as the main attraction, right? It's hard to do in that 
if it's open 24 hours, there are going to be many periods where it's just desolate and someone will log in and see that it's dead. And then when they leave the page, their impression, what they experienced while they're there is that design chat is a wasteland, right? And that can happen many times a day with different individuals who just happen to show up when no one else is there. Um, Hashtag chat with a dedicated time and place of, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, once a week for three hours, we're doing the hashtag chat and everything comes in and you get in and it's interesting. And then you'd log out. That's pretty effective. Right. And that ends up being what the live experience of the show really is. And, and that, um, the design chat slash live has been the sort of page for that to happen. Right. Where people get used to the idea of checking in to that specific page on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. or whatever it ends up being in the future um, where there is a lively discussion. But I really like there's a kernel in there, Andrew, about I mean, there was something when you said if we could find a way to automatically bring in an image from a source that we know, like say if we can write a script that is is scanning Behance and in the last 24 hours picks up the most liked or commented on image, right? That is the current hot topic. Yeah. Um, there's something interesting there of finding a way to encourage discussion around the current hot topic. I do like that. And I think we need to talk about that more. Yeah. Can I interrupt real quickly, guys? So yeah, go ahead. are you from, are you familiar with, uh, use panda.com? Um, all right. So this, this is a website, um, that features latest design, design trends. Now, the cool thing about this website is that it's basically splits. You can customize it where you can see everything just design. You can choose from different websites such as Dribble, uh, Design Inspiration, um, Awards, Behance, all this stuff, right? So you can actually choose whatever you want to feature. On the left side of the layout, you can adjust it to be in the left side, the bottom, or the right. And that can be the news. So they have it as designer news. The cool thing about this side is that you can check it out pretty much daily if you like, but it constantly feeds new information, latest uh, news or latest design. Um, maybe it can be something similar to that, you know, being that it's design chat, how about if we're going to incorporate a little bit of news as well, right? Even though we may not be the ones um, getting the news, the fact that we're putting it out there and people can talk about design news, right? Like for example, the new logo for Google, right? Right now it's like huge. People are talking about it, people are discussing it, and that doesn't have to be monitored. I mean, that in itself is a chat that people can continue with. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. So incorporating a little bit of even news would be a pretty cool um, way of people just opening discussion. Man, this Use Panda site is nice. What's it called? Usepanda.com. It's super customizable. I mean, to a point where you can actually adjust the layout. That in itself, it just gives you more like empowerment, more excitement to just use it. So yeah, when you can, when you can, do check it out. So that's a website that, um, of course, I think it would be cool. You have like the different layouts. For example, one is called Design Geek. That is just pure inspiration. Basically, a big um, screen of whatever design comes to mind. Then you have News Freak, which would be mainly focused on news. Left-handed, which you have inspiration on the left, and then news on the right. So anyway, it's more customizable design, uh, or I'm sorry, layouts. Then there's also another side that just to get inspiration going or just to get conversation going here. There's this other site that I think is pretty cool. It's called thetypebite.com. And the way this works, there will be two images one nice. on the right that people can vote and they can say well they prefer the left one it's basically typography right but you people can vote and see which type uh, they prefer or which composition whatever it is 
So again, it's almost opening it up and saying, you know what? Come on, guys, vote, submit some of your work, uh, put it out there, have conversations. I mean, you can even tweet it, you can link it. Oh, man. I've always wanted to do an A versus B site because it's just so easy to develop. And this site does it so well. Yeah, it's been around. It's been around a long time, actually. Yeah, I'm familiar with that one. That's one that was it's a lot of fun. And it it generate it does generate a lot of traffic and interest because it's instant conversation, you know, and, and people trying to one up each other. Exactly. And the cool thing is that I think you, that you even get the timer at the bottom. You're like, I had to submit it now. So my voice is heard. If not, it closes and that's it. You can no longer say whatever you feel. So that timer and, and gives you a little bit of incentive to vote now. That on a timer, that's nice. And I realized they have the names of the designer on there. And that's a part that I forgot about is that if we have some kind of thing where we're showing design work and we're pulling it from a source, uh, I'm thinking that it should be, it needs to be tagged. Like I was thinking that it should be tagged design chat somehow. And then if you do a design and you, and then you tag it, design chat it shows up on our site with your name and a link to your portfolio so it's kind of an incentive for designers to to do that so that they get some recognition they get some some link juice you know what i mean absolutely i think i think one of the reasons why the type fight has been successful is because it's 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 very clearly um coordinated where it's curated where someone is asking designers to participate and so the level they're they're controlling the level of design here um and so if if we try to do a thing where we're asking anybody to submit you know the quality of the quanti- um quality of the content is going to immediately dip so i very much like the idea of what they're doing here of because uh, it's close it's it's close to the idea of design chat where you put something out there and you know people are going to react to it right and discussion is going to happen but obviously we can't copy exactly what they're doing but they are using a social mechanism here that we could tap into i just don't know exactly how we should just contact them and say hey Let's combine forces and you keep your service and then we'll attach a chat <laughs> portion to it. We'll be able to talk about why they chose which one. You know, I'm, I'm definitely all for strong partnerships. And if we find a way to do that in the future, that's great. Um, but I think for the purposes of discussing the discussing the relaunch and generating new types of content, I, I prefer to keep ourselves tracked on how do we do it internally. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what this That's site's the only missing though? Away right now. Yeah. But you know what this site's missing? It's missing a leaderboard. So I was talking to to this guy, right? And he's launching his, his website. Um, so of course he's taking some classes, he's doing his masters on web development. So whenever he some of the or the courses that he's taking, they're really, really hitting the point of how are you making people return? right to the site people yes they want to get more content and get um any additional stuff that they're looking for however people need to be incentivized right so you need to give them something for them to return in this case you can give them some well not in this case but in the case that this guy's doing you know give him points give him five points equals a white paper or deeper information or deeper content something like that how about if design chat was to do something similar to it right so for those people that are willing to contribute a little bit more something is given to them maybe they're on top of the leaderboard something that says well this guy has one five typeface um challenges or something like that something just to have more of a comparison where they stand and get more recognition I guess what I'm trying to say is this, like why I do like the type uh, fight.com, I think we can probably use the same idea 
However, how can we leverage that or how can we make it even better? Maybe even have like a leaderboard, like I said, something similar to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's that's why Dig was successful. That's why Reddit is successful, because you get recognition for activity. And it's the gaming mentality of game, you know, marketers call gamification uh, of uh, a user interface, right? Where um, by by engaging them, but in the behavior we want them to engage in, they get rewarded with some sort of, you know, uh, badge or number or you know so they get exactly they, in 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 a social way they get a plus up and never underestimate the power of the ego stroke sure it will get people to come back taking some notes here that's exactly it gamification that's that's exactly it let's develop some batches you know let's let's develop some, something like that it would be super super cool and the cool thing is is that there's already some scripts that we can incorporate within the website that can reward them automatically as, as they post so we don't have to be doing a lot of the of the checking the scores and this and that I mean it will can automatically populate it would have to Absolutely right. Andrew, do you remember what commenting system we are using on the WordPress right now? What comment system we're using on the WordPress site right on designchat.info? Yeah. It's probably just the one built in. Yeah, the built in WordPress commenting system. Because I'm trying to think of a way that we can, you know, sort of plug this in where commenting and discussing on posts will like where we can add that on where a user who logs in with a Twitter account or, or something. I want to make logging in as simple as possible. Obviously I like, I, I'm not sure if we want to manage a database of users that are designed. So making them, you, you know, log in with a password. Nobody wants another account. Well, even if somebody logs in with a Twitter or Facebook account, you still have to keep track of them with by storing something. So, you know, like with Facebook or Twitter, if you log in with Facebook or you log in with Twitter, they send you uh, like a, a code, like a little, you know, password code that you have to keep and say this user uses this code that is attached to this Facebook account. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you don't keep their, you know, passwords. You don't get their Facebook password or Twitter password, but you still get like a That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from the user perspective of like, Mm -hmm. um, asking them to sign in versus, um, on Twitter versus having a design chat sign in where they have to remember another password. You can do both. I always like to not sign in with Facebook or Twitter because I don't want to give those services the <laughs> access to my information. So. Right. Well, there's and I have an easy password keeper. So there's that uh, commenting system. I think it's called Live Fire. It's really super slick, and it's like one click to get in and and drop a comment somewhere using your. Twitter or Facebook login. But again, the comment system on Design Chat Info and WordPress's comment system, you do not need to log into anything. All you need to do is supply a name and an email and you can comment. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I like that because it's so easy to remain anonymous. Yep. And I think there's, you know, if we're going to try to be a platform where we're inclusive and we're trying to uh, give the community a platform you have to, you have to set up some social regulation, you know, so it's done in a responsible way. You can't set up a platform where people can be anonymous and just, you know, leave horrible comments or say awful things and not be tagged yeah, to a real you account. Need a, uh, a code of conduct and responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are thinking that anybody who logs in can leave a, of course, they'll subscribe and they'll be able to leave comments or anything like that, right? Once they that's register? The way, that's the way it is now. Um, I think the part of the puzzle we're missing is how do we tie their identity 
to uh, a badge system that rewards them. And I, you know, I bet because this has been a, such a hot topic for so long, I bet there are very easy plug and play tools that allow us to do that. But, you know, again, we don't, we don't have like you don't, that sort of thing isn't successful till you have people, till you have activity, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. the, key, the key to getting people and activity is the content that's new and fresh all the time. It's the age old question of why have a blog in the first place? You know, Absolutely. we have a mainstay, we have a, a steady stream of content that's going to be happening again from the regular shows. But I really, I think stage one of relaunch is reinforcing First of all, making the regular shows happen, but reinforcing the blog stream by getting new content in there so that people who are interested in the show will notice that there's other content content that we can promote um, and we'll have more reasons to come back. So stage two is more along the lines of, all right, now that we have users, how do we maintain them? How do we keep them interested? Okay. Gamification. Now we give them badges, we give them rewards. There will be leaderboards, you know, this sort of thing. If that's the road we go down Um, Mm -hmm. because there's pros and cons on, on that doing that at all too. Um, I'm looking down my list of notes uh, to see if there's any other, cause we're, I'm looking at our time also. Uh, we're just over 40 minutes already. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we've eaten up a big chunk. Um, I think one thing I'm going to make us do for the last uh, five or 10 minutes is we'll talk about, and I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to bring it to the front because I forgot to do it at the beginning because there are people who are listening to this for the first time. We're going to record a little intro and talk about why we're doing this in the first place. Um, But we'll do that last and then I'll cut it around. So we've got, we talked about the homepage. We talked about, um, wrapping it up in a bow and having a phrase. So we all got to listen to shows this week. Um, any other, any other things you guys have been thinking about that you want to bring up? I like to redesign the website. Okay. Talk about that. Uh, like I, I think we talked quickly before last week, but it's just, it's looking a little, well, just a slightly dated. It's not bad. Um, but I'd like to open it up a little bit. Um, it's looking a little tight. I like it to breathe a little bit better. And now that we've kind of got uh, more of our ducks in a row, we can kind of revisit all of the content and strategize the content, you know, now that we know all the pieces, right? And of course, we're adding more pieces as we go. But I think what we have, we could probably reorganize a little better, give it a little more of a hierarchy um, and just, you know, tighten it up just a little bit. You know what I mean? Cause it's a little loose right now. It's, it's tight design-ish, but it's, it's loose content-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that could be, that could be a very cool project to take on. Aaron had mentioned during our first chat that, uh, you know, he had listened to a handful of the podcasts, but he wasn't aware that there was a website. So even after listening to a handful of shows, it was, it was Uh. lost to that. So think about that person who stumbles on it somehow through iTunes and they're searching Mm -hmm. for design podcasts. What, what were we, what part of the puzzle were we missing um, to let people know that there is a site. You know what it is for me? I think if I recall correctly, it was the fact that it was called designchat.info. The info part really threw me off because I do remember one time opening the website, but to be completely honest, I didn't navigate through it because it just didn't seem, even though the logo's there and everything, I don't know, it was something about the info part, I guess that threw me off. Um, sounds weird. I know it's super weird. The fact that that kind of threw me off. Um, but I do recall opening it and being fascinated by it. Now, if it helps, this is the way I came to find design chat. There's, as you know, I mean, there's this, uh, type artist that I really like, which was Eric Marnovich. And I know, I know I'm saying the last name correctly, but I was following it. So therefore I looked at 
all the podcasts, searched it, and found Design Chat, right? It had been rated, I think, very, very well. So therefore, I started to listen to it. And then I decided to really enjoy, or I started to really enjoy all the content. So that I listened to all the content and all this stuff. And then I try to follow it as much as I could, right? So I try to do the live chat and I always missed it. Always missed it because I didn't know when it was happening. Again, if I had known about the website, I probably would have been better at knowing when the live chat was happening. Um, so yeah, I think a stronger presence on the web would truly help to also um, to bring more, more audience to the podcast. Let me back you up a couple steps because I'm interested about the series of events. So you're following Eric Marinovich and, mm-hmm. and were you, you were searching for his name. Where were you searching for his name? Yeah. So, you know, you can go to iTunes and you can search any subject, right? I mean, whatever you put in the search bar and the, on their podcast and then anything that pertains to that subject will populate and say whether he has a podcast of his own, whether he was interviewed somewhere, whatever. So then Design Chat appeared there saying, oh, well, features Erwanovich episode this, right? So then you can see how many people have rated or how many people have viewed it. So that's how I decided to just download it and listen to it. Now, that was the first podcast that I listened to and truly enjoyed it. I truly enjoyed how natural it was, how you interviewed the mom, <laughs> you know, things like that. That was just super, super cool, man. I was like, this is not very pretentious. It's really the way it is just a normal conversation. Then, of course, I went back to the first episode and started to listen to the entire um podcast but yeah truly i looked it up under search in itunes found it and that's how i got started man yeah that one was rated uh it's got a little popularity column and it uh it's i mean it's fully populated like it's as high as it can go as far as popularity so that's interesting records Maybe for our show we did, I guess. Um, I'm curious where it's pulling that statistic from. People will rate it. I don't think that's what that is. No. That's not a, that's, it little, says popularity. Says listenership, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's listen. Popularity is a measurement of listen. how many times it's been listened to. Downloaded, yeah. Because rating happens on the actual podcast itself, ah. which is another thing that um, in promoting the show and talking about it during the show, what I need to ask people to do. I need to remind, hey, you know, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, please log on to iTunes and give us a rating on iTunes because that's one of the things that pops you up in the rankings in iTunes. It's very important for the SEO um, or ranking rather in iTunes. You should probably do that in the middle of the show. The podcast that I listen to, there's always a point in the middle of the show where they promote their upcoming stuff. They promote other things that they're doing. You know, you should always have that little commercial break in the middle. Okay. So waiting to the end, too many people drop off. They don't listen to the whole thing. You got to wait until exactly the idea of promoting this, the show itself. Yeah. Like we always just say, all right, tweet out, you know, 10 minutes before. And that's pretty much it. You know, or, or we just pretty much stick to Twitter. I think we should probably look into other outlets as far as like, you know, the, you got the email list going now and I don't know if the website can communicate with them. And, you know, I know about notifications, but somehow get a little pop up in front of these guys faces in front of these people's faces somehow. I don't know. Well, I think um, when we actually relaunch in February, I'm going to, put some money into some Facebook posts and I'm going to make teaser videos. And then you can get really prescriptive, uh, on Facebook dark posts, targeting people who have very specific interests like design or UX or whatever. Um, and 
And I think that'll help, you know, it, and with Facebook, that's the only way to do it because organic reach, they shut that down pretty much. You can't, when you post something as a page, if you've got 500 likes, they might let 20 people see it, which is a real pain in the butt. I just, I, yeah. it, it, you know, it really makes it difficult as, as a group or an institution that doesn't spend money on promotion to get any traction at all. Yeah. <laughs> Only review on iTunes right now for Design Chat is decent topics, comma, but horrible, all caps, horrible audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Oh, man. It's fair. The uh, yeah. Um, the way we do our live shows really didn't have uh, any great quality there. And uh, there's ways to do that. Maybe we can find out a better method. Uh, but yeah, the audio quality did suck. So that's fair. And that's why I mean, well, I think. Go ahead. I think the problem before was the lag. And it was we depended on the Internet based communication services, which was not smart. I think what we're doing now is what we're going to have to do in the future, even on videos, is that you are communicating with the guest or guests with a very reliable audio service like phone it's been around forever right it goes through lines uh even cell phone i guess is all right because it's it's pretty much real time but i mean the stuff that was voip you know it was over the internet it was god it was so laggy and like you know they would and it, it, it throttles it so if the internet starts getting tight your audio quality goes down you know we need something that's really robust really viable you know that it's not going to degrade at all and then probably piece the shows together afterwards like how we're doing with these now where we send you audio files and and you piece them together that's how like npr does shit right now right like so if somebody's like in rome or whatever like they talk on the phone but they're each recording into a device that records a very high quality audio and then somebody matches them up and then that's how it's released so my thoughts on that are i really don't want to give up the live show where we have guests. No, 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 no. Talk. Certainly not. Um, which means we have to use some sort of video chat platform. Um, so the challenge then is, can we, so you remember how hard it was to get people to log into the chat platform. There were always, they, they couldn't connect their webcam. Uh, flash broke. <laughs> um, so, so I, I, we can't answer all those questions tonight. Obviously it's been two years, almost three years since, since we did this and maybe the chat platforms have stabilized yeah. a little better. Um, but and the internet's a little better. Yeah. The internet's a little better. I, I wonder if, you know, on top of that, we can ask them to open up QuickTime or record audio on their phones. Exactly. Their phone, just open up like the recording thing on their iPhone or whatever and boom, done. Yeah. Yeah. And then we patch it up to the, to the, to the video. And that's what we're getting the intern for, right? To coordinate all this shit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's the key. That's the key is because to do this right, it's time consuming and there's a lot of steps and, uh, you need, you need to be, you know, in, in the, you need to be repeating it over and over and over until it becomes secondhand nature. Yeah. And even when we were doing it, we ran into problems like, oh, we had to switch computers today. And then you forget to turn off the screensaver and you're not looking at it. Mm -hmm. So then the screensaver comes on and we're recording <laughs> on the screen cap. Yeah. On the screen cap. <laughs> this is somebody's screensaver, you know, and it's. <laughs> well, Spreecast solved all that, right? Are we still going with Spreecast? We have to. I think it's a great solution. Because they record it for you, right? They record everything, even the chat. So, and you can play it back in real time. I think Screencast is the way to go for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's called Screencast. Uh, Spree, Spree, no, S P R E E. Yeah, it sounded like you were saying Screencast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Again, that was the last one we used. I haven't used it in two and a half years. So 
they, I think they put up a paywall for some sort of activity for like getting those recordings back. I think you have to pay to get that. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we've still got a long time until February to, to figure that part out. There might be sure. a, even a new platform that's come along yeah. by now. I really, really wish that, well, I need to look into that one too. Cause then there's, um, Google Hangouts, right? And I, I bet they've improved that too vastly. I don't know if they've got chat rooms. Um, maybe we can look at that as an alternative also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the awkward end to the show. It just cuts off because this is where we recorded the beginning. Thank you for listening. If you've listened this long, you deserve some sort of award um, or someone should question your sanity. I don't know which one. Either way, uh, thank you and you're crazy. Please, 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 here I'm begging on my knees. I want you to go to iTunes and write a review. Give us give us some feedback. Tell us how we're doing. Even if it's crappy, I hope I hope for not crappy, but even if it's crappy, tell us that we're doing crappy and tell us what we need to do. Um, we, de- we desperately need that. So thanks again, and we will talk to you later. Or chat. I should say chat. That's good branding. Okay, bye.